Welcome as we continue our daily Bible reading on this Tuesday as we are in Genesis chapter 21. So again, I know I sound like a broken record here. Here's the benefit of reading this entire book. We get all the context coming up to the birth of Isaac. And wow, is there a lot of context. Many promises by God to Abraham that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars of the heavens or the sands on the sea, uh, that you are gonna, you are gonna have uh, children. Um, and, and many examples of Abraham and Sarah really struggling with that, even trying to make it happen uh, by their own means. They try to have a child through Hagar, through Sarah's uh, uh, concubine. They, um, uh, they try to uh, think that, well, maybe it comes through, you know, another one a little further down the line for us. Uh, there are times of struggle and, and heartache and things like that. Their age, they're getting older and older, just building up to that climax of the point when, when finally the son is going to be born. It kind of reminds me of waiting for the Messiah, too, as uh, the people of God in the time of Mary had been waiting for years and years and years. And then finally, um, the angel comes and visits Mary and, and announces to her, Mary, you're going to give birth to the Son of God. They'd waited for that promise for years and years and years. Uh, for some of you who have waited for promises of the birth of a child um, and, and had to wait a number of years for that to happen and then finally happen. You can begin to understand their joy. Uh, but here's God working in his time and in his way. Um, not our way, not our time, but we learn to trust him, but it causes it. We have to be patient. Now, one of the words for uh, for patient to means in the New Testament means to uh, uh, to to have a, have a long fuse to uh, uh, just to just to hang in there to endure under uh, uh, the suffering that you have right now, and that's really what patience is all about. Is uh, I remember when uh, one of the first times we went up to Alaska on the mission trip, Pastor Reishki had on the board there. Patience is is not a gift; it's a learned quality. And, and we all know about that. But yet, um, to be patient in the Lord, we thank God for his patience with us, his long-suffering with us. Um, and, and he teaches us patience as well. Patience with other people, being patient in serving, being patient in enduring under, uh, under trials that we have, and knowing that there's going to be reward to that patience. And, and here it is for Abraham and Sarah. So that word visited in my translation in verse one says, the Lord visited Sarah. Um, it's the same, the same word that it, uh, later on in first Samuel, when uh, Hannah uh, prays for a child. And then it says, um, uh, after she prayed for that child, that the Lord visited her too. Or I think again about what I mentioned before about the angel coming visiting Mary. It's a good thing when God visits us. God visited us by coming into this world in his son, Jesus Christ. And thank God for that visit. God visits us every day. He's with us always. Uh, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and that God would dwell and live with us is an important reminder um, that you and I need to hear every single day. And then notice what it says. It says, he visited Sarah as he said. So here's the beautiful thing about when God speaks, it's more than just words. We hear so many words. We hear uh, people say so many things, uh, but then nothing happens. When God speaks, things happen. Go back to Genesis 1. Again, that's the reason why we're in this whole book of the Bible. Uh, when God said to Sarah he was going to come, he's going to do it as he said. And then it says it another way. As the Lord God did to Sarah, as he had promised. Again, God's promise is as good as gold. Um, ours aren't always. We don't always keep our promises. Sometimes we can't keep our promises. We make promises that we want to be able to keep, but we can't. And sometimes we make promises that we don't, but not like God. A promise is as good as done. When God hears, it means he's going to act. When he promises, it means he's going to keep it. We can bank on it. It just hasn't happened yet. 
um, for uh, for many of those promises, we can be sure that it will. Why? Because we look back at all the past promises of God, and God's track record is 100%, 100%. And so what happens? Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son at the time of which God had spoken to him. So again, God working in his time and in his way. There's chronological time, and then there's opportune time. There's chronological time in that, hey, the world began at one point. It's going to end at one point. My life began at one point. It's going to end at another point. And then there's time when it comes to, to God as well. Um, God's not bound by that chronological time, um, but God works in his time and in the best way. And so Abraham does exactly what, uh, what Joseph and Mary did too. He calls the child the name that God had given to him, and that is the name of Isaac. And then when you look in the, in the uh, and he has Isaac circumcised right away. He's going to bring him into the covenant as God commanded. And then we find out that that name Isaac not only means Abraham and Sarah laughed at the birth of a child, but also that they had laughter. So joy is included in that name to both phases of, or both uh, aspects of that word. Uh, the great joy that they have, like I said, who can, who can hold a baby without smiling? Uh, there's something about that joy that new life brings. Uh, but then we have the issue with Hagar uh, and Ishmael, which Abraham and Sarah brought on themselves. They got impatient. They didn't wait upon the Lord. They tried to try to do God a favor and, and uh, take care of this promise. And, and God is going to make sure through Sarah and in, in uh, moving Hagar and Ishmael out to make sure that the line is very distinct for the Messiah. It's going to come through the child that Abraham and Sarah have miraculously uh, by God's miracle and it's not going to come through this other child so it seems kind of harsh but that's the way of the world sometimes it is very harsh but notice how God continues to provide for Hagar and Ishmael he hears Hagar's cry in the desert and he's true to his word. He's going to make a nation out of Ishmael too. It won't be like the nation that, that's going to come out of Isaac, where, where the line of the Messiah is going to come through. But God doesn't forget about people. Mary said about that, spoke about that in Magnificat, as, as she said that, you know, God looks upon the lowliest state of people. Um, he doesn't forget. He keeps his promises. Abimelech, later on we read in the chapter, realizes that Abraham is really becoming quite a nation. is going to become that. Um, and God uses Abimelech, I think, here to remind Abraham of what's going to come out of this seed, this birth of Isaac, and just reconfirms that. He's got Abimelech coming to him and saying, um, you know, you need to make, a, please make a covenant with me. And by that, I think he's just assuring Abraham of Sarah that he's going to fulfill uh, his promise. And then uh, it says at the end of the chapter, Abraham does what you and I need to continue to do. He called there on the name of the Lord, and we need to do that too. You're doing that by being in the word right now. You're calling upon the name of the Lord. You're asking God to speak to you. And you know what? He already promised he would. So he is. So keep in that word as we continue to read. Um, and, and we're going to read about uh, God testing Abraham here on, on whether he's really going to take care of him uh, in our next chapter in chapter 22. So God bless you as you read.